everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Talking Tigs. Thanks for joining us. Good to have you. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me actually on the, the East Coast this time, uh, down in Florida, on, uh, I don't see where, but uh, Daniel, uh, Daniel Zollinger, uh, and then uh, holding down the, uh, the Talking Tigs studios, the home studios in Baton Rouge is Tommy Johnson. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, not too much to discuss, although the, the MLB draft uh, did just pass, as did SEC Media Days. I think there's uh, enough to talk about there. I don't think we'll we'll, we'll probably keep it at an express this week um, you know, if it works out that way. But, uh, you know, just a, a few thoughts on the SEC Media Days, a few thoughts on the uh, baseball draft and how that affects the Tigers. Uh, and then, you know, there might be some football news uh, maybe as well, maybe another signee. And uh, that'll, do, that'll probably about do it. Uh, first, I want to check in with you guys. Uh, Daniel, I guess I'll, I'll start with you since you're uh, back here on the East Coast. And uh, as you know, we go by time zones here. So you can start. And then, uh, you know, I'd love to hear from time see see how y'all been doing on this other uh, little bi-weekly thing we've got going so far. But, yeah, man, how's, uh, how's the weather down in there? First off. Yes, thank you, Scott. Just completed the move to the, the South Florida area. The Miami Hurricanes territory from Baton Rouge is kind of sad to say goodbye to my time there in real LSU country. So now I'll have to uh, support them here. Although I did see LSU Tigers license plate driving around town yesterday. So that was nice. There's there's more than one of us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the move is complete and excited to, to share this uh, with you all as we yeah, like you said, doing a little bi-weekly since the news is kind of thin, but uh, every day getting closer to football season, and that's something to be excited about. Uh, and, and then also excited to talk with you and uh, Tommy here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good to be with you. Um, you know, uh, more the same, ready for football season to start. I actually w- watched uh, the Arkansas A&M game from last year this week, so that was a highlight of my week. And uh, yeah. Was it like Ready Arkansas or A&M day on the SEC network? It was, was uh, well, it was just Arkansas A&M day on in Tommy's life. Cause I look it uh, up on YouTube. <laughs> um, but the reason I wanted to look it up, I was, I was, uh, I was thinking about the two transfer DBs that we picked up Joe Fusha and Greg Brooks. And I wanted to kind of see, I, I remember that game and I, and I was like, you know what? I want to see how they, how they, like, cause I remember watching and just thinking, man, like Ar- Arkansas is just absolutely manhandling A&M here. And I wanted to see like, Oh wait, well, like, how, cause I knew they were both starters. Like how much of a, how much of a of an impact did they have? Cause at the time I had no idea who any of the Arkansas guys really were did, or I didn't really care. Right. That, that was pretty early on in the season, right? When they were both like four and oh, week, or five and oh or week something. Four, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right on. Well, um, I actually think they touched on that because, uh, you know, coaches were asked about, you know, there's a lot, there's been a lot of transfers uh, around the league and, you know, they're asked about it and you know, everyone's very complimentary. Uh, of course, uh, Sam Pittman was complimentary of the players that, that we got. And I think they got two of ours. So, you know, it, it all works out, you know, it just, it all spreads around the talents. It just means more. Right. Um, I like I said, I don't know if there was really any, uh, any like, bombshell there wasn't really any uh you know just revelations anything that brian kelly said that we hadn't already talked about or really that he hasn't revealed that he did you know we still don't know who our quarterback is although i think he's saying you know they probably won't name it after the first 
few days it'll probably take a week or more so mm-hmm. it's 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 wide open you know he i mean he he, he gave everyone uh, appropriate comp, uh, compliments but he did mention uh news too so i i don't know i think um i think news is in line to get a lot of playing time this year for for one way or another but again that's still up in the air of course he i think he's just excited to be in the sec think about it he hasn't really played in any of these stadiums yet so he's going to have all these new experiences, even, you know, other, other coaches uh, like, Oh, he, you know, once he was finally head coach, but he, you know, he'd already been in all those stadiums already. So uh, that'll be interesting to get his perspective on that. Cause you know, he's been playing in, you know, whoever Notre Dame plays all, all across the country. So it'll be interesting to see, see how that, I don't think it'll affect him. He'll just be excited about it. Uh, but again, uh, I don't know if you guys saw anything they really, stood out you know from uh, brian kelly or anybody else uh chime well, in i didn't really you know yeah i think the main point that most lsu fans were hoping to hear was some sort of clarity on the the quarterback situation and brian uh, kelly didn't, sorry <laughs> didn't offer much in that regard he had said that the spring they kind of laid the foundation for the offensive scheme in general and then the fall camp coming up was when the quarterback competition was really supposedly going to get underway and uh, resolve itself. So um, at least in his words, it sounds like it's kind of all, all open between Brennan Daniels, uh, Nussmeyer, and maybe even Walker Howard. So I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps that under wraps till the end, but um, we're a little bit disappointed on that. And then just some other kind of interesting stuff. You had talked about uh, Arkansas, like, Brian Kelly was talking about Sam Pittman, their coach, and how he considers him like the best O-lineman coach in the country. I was also referring to our own own offensive lineman coach, Brad Davis, um, who Pittman also was uh, given some praise to as well. And then the thing where we kind of swapped DBs, like Tommy (laughs) mentioned, Fouché and uh, Greg Brooks, while Dwight McLaughlin, the former starter from LSU, went to Arkansas. Um, So that was about it. Uh, Did you have anything to add on there, Tommy? Um, I mean, I watched a, uh, I watched an interview with, uh, Brad Davis a couple days ago, actually, kind of while I was, I was just going through the SEC media day stuff. And, um, I mean, he's really impressive. I'd never really heard him talk other than the press conference, um, where uh, the press conferences before and then after the bowl game, when he was like the acting head coach, but even still then it was kind of, you know, boilerplate, uh, we're going to go out there. We're going to try and win. And this is who's going to play, but to hear him really talk. And, and uh, I, I recommend everybody go, you know, if you, you're kind of like, like we've said, it's a little bit light right now, as far as LSU content goes, even on our end. So um, go check out his interview with Jordy Collada. That was, that came out maybe Thursday of last of this past week. Um, it was really good. And, and, uh, and he's a, uh, a really, um, it, it was awesome just to hear him talk about kind of the way he recruits players and the way that he's developing. And of course we've talked about it for the past two years that offensive line has been a, has been a tough, um, a tough position group for us. So after listening to him talk and kind of hear, hearing him talk about one, some of the players we have coming in like Emory Jones, obviously Will Campbell, um, and then some of the development of players we've already got uh, that we've seen over the years, um, you know, it makes me really excited to uh, to kind of see what he can do in year two. Yeah. Uh, so does this mean possibly this will be Cardell Jones's breakout year? That's what, you know, I was thinking about. Possible? Is it possible? <laughs> Are you referring to uh, former Ohio State quarterback Cardell Jones or Cardell Thomas? <laughs> sorry, sorry, yes. 
Cardell Thomas. Is it Cardell Thomas's breakout year? How uh, Cardell Jones? Cardell, what what is his eligibility right now? I think he's a senior, right? But he had, but he, he must have redshirted, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is Richard Jr. Richard sophomore? Oh, speaking of, did y'all see? There was a story about Lindsey Scott Jr. Uh, who you know came to LSU, but then he transferred out, went to Missouri, then he went to I think La Tech, or he went to La Tech, then Missouri. He's like, he's been to like seven schools now. Y'all didn't Welcome see that to the portal time. year. Portal yeah, era. it's crazy. You know, have you seen have you seen what the NCAA is thinking about doing? Removing all restrictions. Oh, restrictions in, in what sense in portal restrictions so like you can transfer like, like there's no um you know how like it's like you get one no questions asked and then after that you have to get you have to like submit for a waiver and all that uh, right. they want to make it or and i think it's i don't know if it's going to happen but there's a lot of talk around them making it to where you can transfer anywhere you want anytime you want eligible immediately to play you mean in the middle of the season i i I, that's how I have interpreted it. I don't know if that's exactly, you know, I haven't read the fine print or anything, but um, that's kind of, I don't know about that one. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, I I don't know how that's going to work. That's, I think that is right for, uh, you know, discrepancies, but oh yeah, if it like, if it was just one per semester, you know, because if you enroll somewhere, how do you automatically transfer and just pick up where you left off in the same class, same coursework at a different university? I don't know. I, I don't know. That's that's interesting. Uh, but I guess we'll I guess we'll get the specifics. Since it is kind of just you know, uh, uh, would you say a rumor right now? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's uh, that would be crazy though. I mean, once a semester, I would I, I could understand. But even then, it's just uh, it's like there's just no allegiance. It's like um, minor league baseball, just guys hopping like. Uh, was it Kramer Roberts went to three different teams in like a week? Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. He was with the Braves for like a night <laughs> and then he, he moved, uh, he went up North somewhere. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Um, if, unless there was something else media days wise, uh, I wanted to touch on the, I guess Brian Kelly's recruiting because, you know, he kind of, uh, had a good flurry there. Like the, he started July with a bang. Ha ha. But he, you know, it's kind of tapered off, which is fine. But, I mean, he just got a tight end who I don't know. I can let Daniel tell you about the guy. But, you know, it's another four-star. I think he was – I mean, he's, he's up north somewhere, right? Like uh, – uh, Yeah. Well, b- before we move on to that, I wanted to say one more thing about the, the oh, media days. It's going to be opening up another can of worms. But the, <laughs> the media's kind of crusade against Brian Kelly is like a Louisiana outsider seemed to continue. They were asking him all those questions about like his favorite food and then the accent questions were yeah. still continuing. And that, half of his press conference was just talking about like random off the field stuff and not even uh, football. He was talking about crawfish etouffee and uh, I like the restaurants he's been to. So that was kind of weird. And I'm sure they, they give these kind of off the wall questions to, to everybody, but it seems they're really trying to kind of not get him, but uh, question the the allegiance to LSU. And he's saying that like, he's now become a real Southerner and all that. So I think it's kind of interesting to see how that narrative has played out over the past off season. I didn't know if y'all had any comments about that. It's weird. Um, I mean, I think that I, I get in some ways it's like, well, I'd rather them talk about, you know, it's like it gives LSU a lot of cover to where they can just put their head down and they don't have to worry about, you know, how many how many people are really really 
outside of like LSU fans, I don't think ESPN's breathing down the necks on is it going to be is it going to be uh, Nussmeyer or is it going to be uh, Walker Howard or or Miles Brennan or Daniels? You know what I mean? Like I think that the really the head that like you said, Daniel, the the headline right now for LSU is uh, Brian Kelly eats gumbo. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, I mean, he's not going to be chewing grass on the sideline or chewing like straw. You know, he's not going to be wearing overalls, uh, some ca- you know khaki overalls on the sideline. So, I mean, they they can play it up. I'll just say this: I don't care. I, I think you know he Brian Kelly's not a dope, right? Like he's he's not goofy like Miles. Orgeron wasn't an idiot either, but he I, I think he held his tongue just because you know he 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 liked his position. He didn't want to ru- ruffle any feathers. I think Brian Kelly will spar with these people uh, mm-hmm. and he'll have fun doing it. He's like, you know, you can, cause he knows he, he he's aware that, Oh, they just keep asking me about the action thing. All right. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's beat that to death. So I, I think he's like, great. I, I don't care. I think he has the, I, I, the uh, mentality and I, I fully support him on this is like, watch what I do this season. At the end of the season, I hope he goes, Aye! and he just plays it out. He's like, yeah. how do you like me now? I don't care. Well, also, I mean, <laughs> you know, the, the, the big criticism uh, and the accent kind of the whole that whole saga um was t- tied to recruiting at the same time that he was doing the accent and was dancing and people were saying wow he's such a clown like look at what look at what brian kelly has has fallen to it was when we were losing out on um that uh that tight end what was the the, the guy from was it uh, danny something no. danny lewis right yeah. yeah you're right yeah so um and he was going to, and he ended up going to Bama. And so I think that, you know, this summer, especially in July, as we picked up our first five star of this of the uh, class, and and it looks like we're about to pick up probably or hopefully two more in Lance. Uh, Lance Heard, yeah, Lance Heard from Neville and Shelton Sampson from Catholic High. Uh, I think that Brian Kelly's like, well, I mean maybe it's my accent maybe it's the dancing or whatever but for some reason we're you know the 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 criticism of me that at notre dame that oh he could he could recruit okay but he can't recruit the talent and he needs to be able to beat and compete with the alabamas the ohio states and all that it, it seems like i mean he's picking up five stars now and so um i'm like you said scott i think he's just like yeah we can we can beat this dead horse and joke and who cares like because y'all can laugh at me, but at the end of the day, we'll see who's laughing. Yeah. Right. And it, it, go ahead, Daniel. Oh, no, you can talk, Scott. Oh, I was just going to say, and it was his first SEC media days, right? I don't think he wants to go out, come out guns blazing and just make that the talk of his first season in Baton Rouge. Like, I, I think he's really smart. He's going to, he's just kind of trying to downplay it and not make, trying to not make it about him, but, you know, the media's going to do what they're going to do. You know, it's funny. It's just, it's even the same in sports sometimes, as you can see. They just want to make it about this. But um, I think for what, what greatness he has done so far with the recruiting and it's, and it's owed and like, you know, he got this, this tight end, uh, he's, he's doing well. Um, and he's, and he made it a point to mention at media days about, you know, getting like, cause he did well in the transfer portal. You know, he talked about that and he said, well, you know, I was looking to get guys back to Louisiana. And I think the only, not criticism, but I guess question left to be seen is, is can he uh, recruit Louisiana at a high pace? I know he's got those, those recent uh, guys to stay, but it's going to have to continue so that there aren't more guys that escape that were like, wow. Um, you know, just guys at key areas that seem to escape. And then there won't be a 
a Denny Lewis situation, making some video and then him train, you know, going somewhere else or whatever the case. But anyway. Yeah. And on the recruiting front, you had mentioned that tight end. So that was just a, a yesterday actually is Tavion Galloway, four-star tight end out of uh, Ohio, a uh, number four tight end in the country. So like you were saying, it, Brian Kelly's trying to balance that uh, line between like out of state national recruiting and LSU. And there had been some comments that like um, if he's letting these key guys from the state of Louisiana, which we should supposedly be locking down, slip through our fingers. Um, is that worth it? If we're establishing a, some sort of pipeline from other like hotbeds, like Ohio or Florida or Texas. And I don't know if I'm really the one to say that, but it seems at least at this point that it, it is more kind of national. Uh, we had mentioned uh, on our last podcast, when we were talking about the whole flush of players that we had at that point, it was like, I think seven out of the eight were from out of state, but yeah. And then now like Tommy was saying, the focus is turning to these last few guys in state, like Shelton Sampson, they were having the, the Shelton stays Twitter campaign. And I just saw something yesterday where they were doing hashtag, uh, get Derek back home is referring oh. to Derek Williams, uh, five-star safety out of uh, new Iberia. So only an hour and a half down the road from LSU who had committed to Texas earlier in the summer. So that would be really big if we could get him to flip back. Um, maybe it's not so likely, but all the recruits were tweeting, uh, get Derek back home. Uh, and then Lance to LSU also for Lance Hurd. Uh, so that, that'll be the big close as we get into this fall towards upcoming, uh, signing day. But, um, yeah, it'll be a really interesting few years in the, the Brian Kelly transition period and see where he really kind of lays his claim uh, in the in the recruiting scheme. Yeah, um, I don't know. He, he, of course, he was asked about NILs, and he, he's like, well, I, you know, I, I don't know. He, he felt comfortable is basically how he put it. That's actually a, a quote. I feel very comfortable, quite honestly, as I stand here talking to you, what we're doing with NIL. As, uh, as competitive as anyone else. That's what he said. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that because you could say, well, I don't know. I don't know, coach. I think Jimbo's probably <laughs> a little bit more competitive you in that area, but I, I don't care what Jimbo's doing, really. I, I, if, if well, Jimbo's about fine, to. If right. he, I don't know if you kept up with the with the kind of the rumors around SEC Media Days, um, kind of leading up to it, but supposedly the, the, the AM collective may end up backfiring on him. There's I'm a sorry. lot. Of, there's a lot of rumblings um, that uh, certain commits to, to schools. And I don't even know if it's necessarily naming um, one school or another, but that commits to schools that have the big collectives that are promising the world. These now these, these players are finally getting in and they're saying, okay, like you promised me this much money. Um, I'm where, when do I start? When do I start getting it? It's time to pay up. <laughs> and they're not, and they're not paying up because what's, what's being written in the fine print of these, these NIL contracts is, uh, yeah, you'll make $10 million a year, but he, you gotta, it's, it's like the NFL with the performance-based contracts where it's, uh, all pro and thousand yard rushing season and this many, uh, carries and all this kind of stuff. So you'll promise a guy who's probably going to redshirt you'll say, look, if you start day one and if you're all SEC, all, uh, all American, uh, and you, you know, have this many carries and this many yards and this many receiving yards, you'll make 10 million a year knowing full well <coughs> that they'll never do that because you're going to redshirt. 
or because you've got because you're at A&M where all the talent that you have that you've had over the past couple of years is still there. And so, um, you know, maybe I don't know if I, I'm reading too much into it, but maybe, you know, LSU's um, approach is more of like, look, we're going to we're going to offer you what we can offer you. But it, and, and you might not it might not be what on paper, the highest amount that you're getting offered, but you'll actually get what you're what we're offering you. Right, right. Uh, I can give you a direct deposit date, actually. Uh, what about NM? There you go. That, that, that should make some decisions right there. Um, anyway. that, that's, that's kind of similar to a, not a problem that has happened like at Alabama, but just kind of a situation where there's almost too much talent coming in. And the guys who were so highly rated in, they get kind of outcompeted for their own position, end up transferring after just a year or whatever because they don't start immediately. And that's not really a problem for Saban because he has so much of it, he can handle it. And he only really wants the guys who are super committed to his program uh, and how he, he builds that out anyway. But I mean, that could start happening other places like A&M or Ohio state, uh, or even like Miami where we're seeing all these guys commit uh, where if the, the grass isn't as green as they think it might be, then uh, they, they end up leaving after just a year or two. And then uh, the NIL collectives don't really pay off in that regard. And maybe LSU looks to, capitalize on that like in the in the transfer portal market so to speak obviously brian kelly attacked that uh, a lot this past season and so if i mean five stars are sloughing off at a&m and want to come calling to brian kelly then and that's pretty much fine with me i mean i think we've said we've talked about it multiple times but i do wonder if the if the future model um is at least partly uh a a joe fouché greg brooks model of Okay, you go. If we miss you, if we miss you on on the first pass, that's all right. You know, Derek Williams. Okay, go go give Texas a try, but don't worry, you'll have a spot here when you come back. That if that and that, you know yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. I want almost like outsourcing their development and that kind of. I, I do wonder if that's, or you would have to think that that's at least an option that that people are are considering. Um, you know, I don't think I don't think anybody's coming off anybody's. I don't think any. I'm sure there's a new recruiting board of people of portals and potential portal people. Um, and, I, and so I don't think that even once somebody's on another campus that that that's going to stop that the uh, that they're going to be considered off limits. Yeah, and it's funny. It's uh, what you just described. There's something popped in my head. It's I feel like it's it's uh, it's advice in life too. It's like if you love them. And they want to leave, you let them go. And then maybe they'll come back to you, right? It's like there's you know, relationship advice, basically. Just let them go. That, you know, they'll come back, maybe. If they <laughs> do, if, you, if they do come back, then you know it's for real. And you might have a starter on your hands. I don't know, maybe, right? I mean, these guys, are, like I said, Lindsey Scott's going on school number seven, I, I think. God bless his heart. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a pitch because – who can say in recruiting, right? Like uh, everyone can, can agree on a person and then I don't know. And someone comes in or someone transfers and this guy gets lost in the shuffle and he transfers out, does fine. And then he goes to the NFL and has a really good career. So uh, it, I don't think uh, recruiting is an exact science and hopefully these guys aren't taking it that, I mean, these players aren't taking it too, too personally either. If they can transfer after a semester. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's that's that's just talking about football, right? Or maybe even basketball. But baseball, 
that is just a completely different animal where you can uh, say you're going to go in the draft, see where you get drafted and go, uh, no, I'm good. Or, yep, I'm out. Thanks anyway, guys. Adios. So the, uh, the baseball draft just passed also. And it's, you know, the first time, and I think, I don't, I don't even know, remember when, uh, but the issue was uh, they are always having the draft right before the College World Series. And they finally got it after. I think it worked better, at least for the coaches that are playing in the College World Series still. But LSU, um, you know, is expecting, I don't know, probably like six, maybe maybe to take six hits uh, from the draft, both current players slash transfers um, and then also uh, signees commitments. Um, and that's kind of about where it was. I mean, we, we lost some guys. Uh, I think we retained some guys or some guys said they were going to stay, but then they finally got drafted like Reiselman and uh, he's, he's actually going to go pro now. But um, I think everyone expected Jacob Berry to, to go in the first round and did number six overall. Um, and then after that, uh, by the way, that, that stat made LSU the only school to have a first round uh, baseball, NBA, and NFL. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's the first time. I don't know if that's happened. I thought it never happened ever, but apparently it's happened before. It's just been decades. We're talking different century, maybe even a hundred. I don't know. It, it's been a long time uh, if that ever happened again. But that's just kind of a crazy feat right there. Right. Yeah. Um, the other two being uh, Terry Eason and uh, Derek Steenley Jr. So got that uh we should, we should hang that banner actually <laughs> right <laughs> no no i'm just kidding we're not ucf or, or whoever else would hang hang banners for ridiculous stuff uh but just a cool stat um but yeah baseball i mean uh i think we all expected jacob berry to be gone um we um did lose though uh because remember uh jake johnson was doing really well in the the recruiting portal and or the transfer portal, excuse me. Jake Johnson was doing really well in the transfer portal, um, but the I think we're going to end up losing uh, some of the better uh, the better transfers. Um, I think, uh, well, we definitely lost uh, Jacob Berry. K. Doty, he went in the second round. Uh, we also lost Eric Reiselman. And then also a right-handed pitcher, the Dylan T-break, or T-break, T-bracky, however that goes, um, Jack Panetta, uh, shortstop, and Paul Gervais, 6'8", mm-hmm. Paul Gervais. Uh, and then I think Carter Young, too, the guy that uh, was going to transfer from Vanderbilt. But um, there were also some, uh, on the flip side of that, some LSU signees were drafted but decided not to go. So we lost Paul Gervais, but uh, we got Chase Shores, who is also 6'8", and apparently doesn't want to play tight air, uh, you know, power forward in, in basketball. So uh, we got him on the mound. So it's, you know, it's, I think we're just, it's an even sum game so far. Um, I don't know if you guys had, we're, we're looking at who all we got and saved, but I think we're going to be okay uh, with the guys that are transferring in that can't get drafted like Tommy White. Um, and then uh, Christian, I forget his name, uh, they had the, the pitcher that transferred in from uh, Vanderbilt. I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Um- you know, what might be the biggest, um, or, or not only about the biggest, but one of the most impactful over the next you know, three to four years um, is Gavin Gidry, the guy for, he's a guy yeah. from Ash. Yeah. Um, I think it's Ash, isn't he? Isn't he from, no, Barb. He's from Barb. Uh, really good baseball high school in, in uh, Lake Charles, I think. Um, yeah. No, he is. Yeah. And 
it's, you know, I think Jay Johnson said like, that's the kind of guy it, he's been, he's been one of the top recruits play shortstop, one of the top recruits for, you know, years. And Jay Johnson when talked about him said, you know, he's the kind of guy you, he's the centerpiece of a, of a, of a Omaha team. Oh, so, wow. um, that's, you cool. know, that's going to be, he's, he's going to be a good one to watch. And, uh, maybe he'll be like, you know, the next great LSU shortstop that leads us to an Omaha run. Cause we've yeah. always had a good one yeah. between Kramer and Bregman and, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, we get we had a few other key uh, recruits decide to stay. Like Paxton Kling is an outfielder, uh, yep. number nineteen in the country. You had mentioned Chase Shores um, and Jared Jones, a catcher out of Georgia. So those are still all like top fifty players in the country. So it's not like the recruiting class was absolutely gutted. And then right. we knew like Jacob Berry was going to go high. I was kind of surprised. Well, before the season even started, he was considered like top five prospect, and he ended up going six. So that's pretty in line. But uh, the Marlins kind of decided to look past his defensive, uh, not woes, but he had a little, some struggles from time to time on the field, as well as having that kind of hairline fracture in his finger in the middle of the season. So I guess they, uh, they liked his pop and the versatility. Cause I think he played like five different positions or something like that. So I feel like he'll end up he like playing play. left field for him or something. Yeah. I don't think he's, so if he does, it, he's not going to play much defense. <laughs> <laughs> if he does rise through the ranks and stick with the Marlins, maybe I'll go see him in person uh, someday, not too far away. Uh, I might be the only person in the stands at the Marlins games. I think they struggle with the attendance a little bit. Uh, but L- Marlins, LSU, man. Yeah. <laughs> LSU uh, will be fine. Yeah. With these young players and other than uh, Barry and then Jacob Doty in the second round, we didn't lose too many like key pieces. Uh, so we have a lot returning and still a lot to be excited about. I would agree. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Uh, just really quickly mentioning, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it, it was uh, Griffin Herring, who was actually the number one right-handed pitcher out of Texas, is staying with, we mentioned Shea Shore already, Caleb Appleby, um, he's the number two ranked player out of the whole state of Illinois. But what else was interesting is uh, there were some LSU players who we thought were great, you know, performed well throughout the season that uh, did not get drafted and, you know, not going anywhere. Uh, that would be... Uh, mostly designated hitter for us, uh, Braden Joe Bear, but he also played outfield. Then we also have uh, Ty Floyd, right-hander, and uh, Gavin Dugas also. That's all got uh, a year of eligibility to return, uh, but none of them were selected in the draft. Also, the guys that we haven't mentioned that may be committed to LSU, I think they have until August 1st to commit. After that, I think they're all coming to LSU, but they have Mm -hmm. to declare by August 1st whether or not they're going to sign with their their pro teams cool yeah so there's that and um oh that's that was pretty much it yeah quick a quick week but uh some, you know good news and, and we're, we're moving forward i believe uh next time we record we should be um right right up against uh fall camp starting yeah, yeah. we got two weeks and that's august 7th so at that point, we're we're staring down the barrel of uh, football season, so that's when we'll yeah. really be kicking it up. The coverage for y'all excited about that? Yes, yeah, yeah. so that's when we're we're really in it on thick, laying it on real thick with the, <laughs> uh, with the speculation, because you know we're, we're going to have all this stuff coming out of fall camp, and you know everyone's probably going to be chomping at the bit trying to figure out who the, who's got the lead in the quarterback race, and also you know does Kayshawn look like or uh, yeah does Kayshawn look like he did last year? Uh, before he got injured um, or, you know, who else is new to campus that, uh, that might be turning some heads. Uh, then also, you know, record predictions, uh, upcoming games. Cause you know, that first game against Florida state, uh, I think that's going to be 
uh, a good time down down in the the new newly renovated Caesars Superdome. Uh, it's not a plug. I'm just mentioning where it's going to be. Uh, that's, <laughs> I think it's just going to be a, a really good really good atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward. Actually, I'm looking forward to our preseason predictions podcast before the season starts because we always uh, lay the takes on, and then some really come to life, and some are absolutely terrible <laughs> in retrospect. So True. I'm sure that that'll be a lot of fun then. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, until then, uh, which I guess we'll probably we'll figure out what we'll have in the first week. Uh, I don't think we haven't decided yet. But we'll have a, we'll have something predicted uh, probably in two weeks, right, guys? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, we, you got us. We got you, folks. Uh, but until then, uh, any last words? Wrap it up. Wrap it up, B. <laughs> Same with Tommy. Yeah. All righty then. Well, that'll do it for us here on Talking Tigs. Uh, enjoy the rest of your summer. I know schools are starting back up here in the next week or two. Uh, I think it's four weeks here where I'm at, so I, I don't know. Uh, traffic's going to get crazy, y'all, so get it in while you can. Uh, and until uh, until fall practice starts and we have uh, our next pod, stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you all next time on Talking Tapes.